And the award goes to Deadlines. <laughs> yes, that's right. I mean, you know, yeah! We're super excited about it, guys. This episode, we are talking all about the Oscars. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. The man, oh man. We want to acknowledge all the things that aren't being talked about right now because of the one incident. So yeah. we got to talk about all of the good stuff, too. Yeah, because there were some historic events that took place on that night. A whole bunch of firsts and like nobody's getting... This thing is meant to be a celebration of Hollywood's brightest creators and, and talent. And it was anything but that night. So we're going to make sure you know all of what you should know about that night. Facts. Facts, man. <laughs> it's going to get a little crazy. It's going to get a little crazy. But now, let's get started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 191 this week. It's so big that we have no guests and we're just talking all about the Oscars. Like we said in our little tease, we're super excited about it because there's a lot of cool stuff that happened that not a lot of people are talking about. They honored some really cool films that definitely made history in the entertainment world. So, I mean, that's really fun. And we're going to talk about all the dancing, the John Travolta, Uma Therma dancing, <laughs> all the good stuff. But man, oh man, you guys know your host with the most, myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mal. What's up? Like I said, nothing but Oscars this week. And before we get this thing started, be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. We got shirts, we got hats, <laughs> we have phone cases, we have duffel bags, we have it all for you and your family, so be sure to head over there and shop the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Yes. We're pumped to see everybody in it, so send a picture over our way. We'd love to see it. We'd love to see it. Well, guys, the 2022 Oscars drew in nearly 16.6 million viewers on Sunday, and that is up 50% uh, 58% from last year's record low audience yeah. viewership of uh, 10.5 million. According to Live Plus Same Day Nielsen data, which includes out of home viewing, the 94th Academy Awards averaged a 3.8 rating in key adults 18 to 49 demographic, which is that key range, up to 73% from the 2021 telecast. While the year-over-year growth is very impressive, it's still the second-worst viewership and rating performance in the history of the Oscars, though, we must say. Viewership spiked at three notable 15-minute increments during the show. First one being the CODA star Troy winning the Best Supporting Actor from CODA. Like I said, uh, we're super excited for him. Such an amazing moment. And then, of course, the Will Smith incident with Chris Rock. And then uh, Smith's Best Actor acceptance speech. So that was a big thing, though. Uh, there hasn't been much talk about any winners, though, like we were saying, because of the whole slap incident. So we're here to share with you all of the winners and our thoughts and opinions on all of these. Yes. So be sure to listen for all of the good stuff. <laughs> so we're going to start right away, okay, with... Best picture, obviously the biggest one of the night, and it went to Coda. Yes. Now, oh my gosh, we're going to talk about the historic facts of that a little later on, but we are super pumped about this because this film was a long shot at best when it was first announced. Everybody thought, no way in hell this has ever got a chance. And then all of a sudden it started picking up some awards, it started winning some stuff at BAFTA and at the Directors Guild, and then everybody was like, wait a minute, this one's coming. And then it got like slammed. It's yeah. like, this is a Disney film, this doesn't, all oh, this isn't art, this isn't anything. And so I was like pissed. I'm like... No, this yeah, is a seriously. really good film. This has got everything checked off on the list that you should have in a best picture. So we were thrilled that it won. I mean, it came out of nowhere and just like, bam, bitches, we are the best picture. I could not be more happy. Yeah, super excited about it because, you know, the award season leading up to the Oscars, normally, like, if a film's kind of like sweeps the whole award season, it normally sometimes does not win the best picture nom. For the Oscars, so it was really awesome to see, and I mean, it was well deserved. This one made me feel all of the feelings. To oh, be honest with you, cried like a baby. I cried like a baby. <laughs> I laughed. Like there was certain points where you were like angry at the family, and if you watch the film, you'll see why. And just a whole bunch of different things. So this is the definition of like 
the best picture of the year. So oh. I think it's much deserved and the first ever streaming film to win best picture. You would have thought, you know, the legends like Netflix uh, would have won one of those before Apple TV Plus, but nope, not them. Went to Coda, Apple TV Plus. Yeah, and a lot went into that. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but a lot went into Apple. <laughs> a lot more than you think. Yeah. There's there's stuff that has to happen to win, and 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 Apple apparently did very well. Um, plus, I loved the acceptance speech. Like, yeah. um, you know, when the producer said, "Hey." That bridge you built between the the hearing and the non-hearing and what you were able to pull off in in making this film, of course, talking about the director, it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you have that and you have to figure out a way to make all that work amongst the hearing and the non-hearing and all the – as hard as it is to make a film anyway, but then to be able to bridge that and have that – it's just remarkable. And for anybody who doesn't know at this point – where you live in, but CODA, children of uh, deaf adults. That's that's what it stands for. So um, that's what the movie <laughs> was about. For anybody that may not know, I don't I don't know how you don't know at this point. But hey, exactly, definitely a must see film. Be sure to check that out on Apple TV. And getting Plus. a re release in the theaters. Mm. Apple smart, they know. And now it's going to be nationwide, not just limited. So you will be able to see it in a theater near you. Good. I think that would be much important. Uh-huh. Uh, and of course, the actor in a leading role went to Will Smith for King Richard. Much deserved. I feel like his role was definitely instrumental in you know the african-american community and i thought that was very well represented in this film and how he portrayed the character who just wanted to take care of his family i thought that was very special and you know tried to implement that in his own life a little bit but you know we're going to talk about that a little bit later but i will say he deserved it i think because he has been doing great work for so many years, and I'm a huge fan of his, so I was just happy to see him finally get this award because, like I said, he's been doing it for years, and, I mean, he's put in the time and the effort, so kudos to him. likely should have won a couple of times before this. Yeah. In my Ali... Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he didn't get it there. Um, but yeah, and for anybody who who's questioning, needs to know about, we will be talking about this a little bit later. Will he be able to keep the Oscar? Are they going to yank it from him? What What's going to happen? We've got that. We got you covered. But we want to focus on the winners and all of the people right now. We will be talking about that. Yes. Um, actress in a leading role. Again, I freaking was pumped about this win. By the way, we were kind of excited because this film, the uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye, was actually filmed where we're located right now, all in Charlotte, North Carolina, for anybody who didn't know that. Actress in a leading role, of course, went to Jessica Chastain for the Eyes of Tammy Faye unbelievable performance. Finally, because her too, I feel like, should have won numerous times in the past, but has finally joined the the, the league of the, of the women that hold this uh, Oscar, and rightfully so. Her transformation from Tammy Faye pre-crazy makeup uh, you know, stuff that, that went on with Jim Baker and everything, all the way through till the end, was just freaking scary good. I mean, she took this character from start to finish, and it was like the transformation, not just, and obviously the hair and the makeup and everything, you know, had huge to do with that, but her transformation in voice and inflection and character and just like how she reacted to Jim and like, it was so fucking good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thrilled that she won this one. Yeah, for sure. And as someone who really didn't know any of that story before watching the film, but I also watched Righteous Gemstones, which is kind of, it looks like a complete knockoff of that whole family and like that whole type of, you know, religious system in that sense. Um, but I, like I said, she did amazing i think andrew garfield should have also been nominated but i think i feel like you know trying to balance that with tick tick boom it makes sense that they pick tick tick boom over eyes of tammy faye but still i feel like everybody gave a phenomenal performance especially her who it was mostly about and how i mean she was kind of i wouldn't say swept under the rug or like in the dark but she kind of i don't know she chose to focus on different things because she always had the 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 whispering rumors of what was possibly happening with Jim, uh, whether that be, you know, who he was sleeping around with or what he was doing with the money or, like, all of this different stuff. But I think they did a good job at focusing on, you know, her not 
worrying or focusing on the bad stuff and just trying to put her put herself and her platform to good use, I guess you could say, for like the AIDS community and everything that was going on in that time. And I think, like I said, Jessica Chastain did a phenomenal job portraying that role. And yeah, towards the end where her makeup was crazy and like her, basically her eyebrows were like tattooed on. I was like, damn, that's crazy. That didn't even look like Jessica. No, no. I mean, it was unbelievable. And kudos to her because, you know, like you said, uh, Andrew Garfield, kudos to her for for acknowledging the fact that her performance would not have been the performance it was without Andrew Garfield's yeah. performance. I all Reese Witherspoon did that uh, mm-hmm. with what Joaquin Phoenix. I always respect when they say, "Look, this this was two people in this, yeah. and uh, you know, mine is not possible without that." So, um, yeah, kudos to her for doing that. Definitely agreed. Agreed. Well, actor in a supporting role, of course, like we were just talking about, went to Troy Koster uh, for Coda. I mean, he was just phenomenal, man. Like the way that he portrayed the character and made it like kind of comedic because it was a serious film and it was like serious undertone but he was able to bring laughter into a certain situation but that is life i feel like this story is a great representation of life and how you know you even with disabilities or even with Mm -hmm. things that set you back in life you can still manage to rise and shine to the occasion because we all have that mentality to where you know if things get hard we can just stop and sit down but i feel like in this film it showed when things get hard when obstacles get in your way you can continue to plow through those doors plow through those obstacles to get what you want at the end so i thought that was a very beautiful story and a beautiful story about family too uh, so I just everybody needs to see this film. It, it was so great. Oh yeah, and, and listen, it's nice to see him finally get the recognition that this man deserves. He's been around Hollywood for a while, guys, and it hasn't been known because he's always behind the scenes, but he has helped consult on a lot of films that had to deal with sign language and different things. And even as recently as The Mandalorian, did you guys know that the sand bad guys, the gangsters, those you know, all their little communication that they were doing, that was Troy. He came up with that whole thing with them for their communication, and it's actually one of them. He was made up. He's actually one of them. Um, but people didn't know that. They're like, who the hell's this guy and so it's finally nice to see him finally get that recognition which is awesome uh this is another one and we'll talk about her in a little bit later about why this is historic but this was awesome to see as well actress in a supporting role ariana dubose for west side story and wow what a gem she was in her acceptance speech um just one of the examples of an historic night for women, and we're going to talk about that a little bit after we give you all the winners. But uh, she was just a gem, and I could not be more happy that she won. Another one who's been doing it for quite a while and deserves that recognition, and boom. Yeah, completely agree, man. Completely agree. Uh, best director went to Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. This one was very interesting because at the beginning of awards season, this one had a lot of steam behind it. Everybody was like, yes, this one is the thing. This one is going to win all of the awards. It's going to sweep the awards season. But then towards the end, you know, the whole Samuel Elliott thing and then her response and like it seemed to have gathered a lot of negative attention. Um, But personally, as a filmmaker standpoint and as a storyteller and just as a fan of movies in general – I was not a fan of this movie, to be honest. So I think, you know, with critic critically acclaimed, I guess you could say, because some critics thought it was amazing, some critics thought it was bad. So I think that's why she won Best Director. Um, but like I said, I didn't personally enjoy the film. It was very long. It didn't feel like just a little over two hours. It felt like nearly three hours. Mm. Um, but, you know, everybody's storytelling is different, and it's for sometimes it's for select audiences, and that shines through in this award and in um, her you know, direction. So I think, you know, kudos to her because she is an amazing director and she does deserve more Oscars. So kudos to her. Yeah, and, you know, it. it listen – I was not a fan of the movie either. I, I just – I did not like it. I, I, I don't know whether I just did not connect to the story or whether it was the storytelling um, or how it was edited. I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I just did not like this film from a filmmaking standpoint either. But you cannot – you cannot disagree with Best Director because when all three of your actors 
get nominated for best exactly uh, you know Oscar picture you you know nomination. The direction must be good. Their yeah. performances must have been to the level where they deserve those nominations. So it's hard to say she wasn't a great director. She did bring out phenomenal performances, and all of them were recognized by the Academy. So um, none of them won. No, yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but they were nominated. They so. were nominated. They were right there. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, animated feature film. This this was a no brainer. Yeah. Everybody who's seen this and everybody who knows. I mean, if Disney releases a film, it's going to win best animated. <laughs> no, hands down, every year, no questions asked. And this one deserves it though. I think there's a reason they always win. It's because they're above and beyond in animation. Uh, Encanto. Of course, we're talking about Encanto and uh, beautiful film from start to finish. It's another great family film with a family message, and and, and it's just it's fantastic, and it definitely deserved the win. Agreed, man. Agreed. Uh, for international feature film, I didn't personally watch this one because I like get headaches really easily, and I'm surprised <laughs> you watched this one because you also get headaches really easily. I had to break it up. I had to break it up. I'll uh, be honest. And that, we're talking about Drive My Car, which you know was possibly another parasite, could have won Best Picture all the way around. Um, but you know, kudos to him because he made this story about a personal thing that happened in his life so i felt like it was a near and dear story to his heart so i always thought that was very special for someone to win a story that you know was kind of pulling from somewhere so kudos to drive my car and um the director for winning this one because i mean it's an amazing accomplishment any award that you win at the oscars is an amazing accomplishment but yeah i mean what did you think about the film i i I gotta tell you now this was just the opposite from the power of the dog from a filmmaking standpoint i absolutely adored this film it was shot beautifully it was edited beautifully the acting was phenomenal when you have a film that's over three hours long it has to be edited properly and it was edited properly it did flow really well i do have an issue with my eyes (laughs) so i had to break it up for that reason but it did flow very well it moved very well um and it was just a beautiful story, like you said. But uh, above and beyond, for me, the visuals in this film were phenomenal. The cinematography, it, in my opinion, should have won. I- I'm just going to be honest with you. It was absolutely stunning. Um, from the very get-go, the opening scene, when they're in the bedroom lying, and the, the shadows, and the light, it just it, from the very get-go, you're, you're drawn into this film. So uh, if you have the opportunity to watch it, Make sure you take a good bathroom uh, break before yeah, right. and in the middle. Do an intermission. Do it's an fine. You know, old it's films fine. used to do intermissions. Just do an intermission. But try to watch this film because it is fantastic. And if you are watching it, make sure you have your closed captioning set properly. I did not. I was so confused in the very beginning. I'm like, I thought this was subtitled. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see subtitles. I'm like, what is she saying to him right now? I don't know. Make sure you get that right. But uh, definitely check this film out. Oh, it, it's worth it. For sure, man. For sure. Well, a short film that was animated uh, was The Windshield Wiper. A lot of people were talking good things about this one. I personally have not seen it yep. yet. So, I mean, you know, now that all of these winners came out, it's time to go back and do our research because we like to do that every year, too. We tried to watch all of the films, but, man, oh, man, that gets difficult after a while. We did a pretty good job, though. Yeah, we got um, most of them. Yeah, but so this is definitely on the list. So for short film animated, it went to The Windshield Wiper. And short film live action, The Long Goodbye. Another one, I love the title, by the way. Um, another one that we did not get to, to get to watch, but we certainly will be able to watch it um, and check that out and do our research. And, um, you know, I'm sure follow us on social media. We will give our opinions exactly. after, we, <laughs> after we watch it. For sure, for sure. So for documentary for a short film, this one I think was a snub. I did not agree with this one at all because I watched this one and I watched – Two other films that were in the documentary short category. Uh, the winner was The Queen of Basketball, and it looked like it was only put out by like the New York Times, mm. I think. And, I mean, you could watch it on YouTube, but I think for me personally, I don't know, man. I mean, the Audible about the deaf football team yes. and yes. Um, the, the other one about homelessness in L.A., Seattle, and I forget where the third city was, but... Those two, I felt like, were more socially conscious and more socially relevant than The Queen of Basketball. This one, I just felt like it wasn't a good documentary, so I felt like it was hard to get behind. And, like, the production wasn't good, and so, I don't know, it was very interesting. Maybe, 
I always hate to say this, but it's kind of like the same thing they did with, even though Heath Ledger's performance was amazing, but you always feel like they kind of just gave them the Oscar because they passed away. She passed away like a couple weeks or a couple months before the Oscars, so I think that might have been the reason. Um, It wasn't bad. It just wasn't the best. It wasn't better than the other ones that we saw. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, documentary for a short film, The Queen of Basketball. Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah. I mean, it's a phenomenal story about this true individual, but, but, yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Um, Documentary feature length is unfortunately a victim of the slap. Yeah. Which I, I'm pissed about because they tried to rebound. They tried to get it right. Chris Rock did his best. But I feel like this was just so overshadowed because the slap happened during the introduction to this yeah. uh, award. And, and it sucks. Uh, Summer of Soul won. Um, it is a phenomenal documentary, guys. If you're unfamiliar with the story... Go check. It, it, it's about a music festival that went down, and it, it's heavily involving with the African American community and bringing together and a positivity and and a vibe about this is our culture. This is what it, it's an it's a beautiful film. It is it is so well done. Um, and uh, I felt like um, Questlove's speech. Mm-hmm overshadowed you know he tried his best to bring it all back and 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 he was even asked about it when behind stage and he's like i'm not talking about that i'm talking about my movie yeah and you know kind of a thing watch this film summer of soul it it definitely deserved the oscar and 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 make sure that you see it and forget it being overshadowed because this one's worth the watch for sure for sure it's on hulu guys so be sure to check that one out um, cinematography, Greg Frazier for Dune. That makes sense. Dune got a lot of these lower categories. So, I mean, they kind of, they swept the Oscars in that sense. They got a nice amount the, of awards that went to that film, which, I mean, you know, is credit, credit is like due, you know, they deserved it. I mean, it was rocking and rolling. So kudos to them. I personally think that one that wasn't even nominated for cinematography, which is Belfast, that should have won and should have at least been nominated. I mean, the cinematography in that one, the black and white conversion, and then, of course, the shot selection, just in my opinion, should have won. At the but, opening scene. Yeah. The opening scene alone, the cinematography where you're going over the yeah. wall. Like, that whole thing. It, it, I don't know. Yeah, it should have definitely been nominated for sure. Um, and by the way, this is one of those categories that was uh, pre-taped. Yeah. Of which, can we just briefly talk about, don't do it again. Please It don't. made no... Now, and I know they'll try to blame the Will Smith incident for the delay in going well over the time frame. They were on pace to go well over the time frame before the slap. Yeah. There, there was no help. point. No. It did not help that, at all. Just do it live anyway. It made no difference whatsoever. Um, costume design, Jenny even for Cruella makes sense. I mean, those were over-the-top crazy costumes. And uh, I think all of the nominees in that category well-deserved. But this is this was a good win. I this agree. Win. I agree. This is another one I need to watch, too. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Dude. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, okay. Exactly. All right. You'll like it. Um, film editing goes to Joe Walker for Dune. Again, all the amazing things, the CGI and all that stuff. So it just makes sense. It makes sense. Dune, like I said, sweeping these other categories. I will say, like I said earlier, I think Drive My Car maybe should have won this because when you have a three-plus-hour film that flows really well and you have this big epilogue and then goes into this – I think they were they did brilliant with yeah. that film. Maybe should have won. Uh, not taking away anything from Joe Walker and what he accomplished with Dune. Makeup and hairstyling was a was a given. I think this one makes total sense. We talked about it with Jessica Chastain. If you see that transformation, no way these women didn't deserve this. And man, uh, Linda Dowd, Stephanie Ingram, and Justin Raleigh uh, for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Watch the film and you'll be like, "Yep, Oscar." <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. just insane. Like Exactly, man. Ooh. Exactly. How do you cover up Jessica Chastain and make it look like she's got tattooed eyebrows and yeah. these like crazy I just it like you said, it didn't even look like no. her. It was amazing. It really was, man. It really was. Uh for music, the original score goes to Hans Zimmer for Dune, legendary composer. I mean, he just fucking rocked it. I mean, it's like we were talking during our Oscar watch party and this man, like is an absolute gem in the entertainment industry, and people love when they work with him because they get 
phenomenal results. So, I mean, of course he should have won. So, Hans Zimmer for Dune. Yeah, does he have any, like, space left on his shelf? That's a real he's question. won a few. It had been a while, though. Yeah. It had been a long gap since his last win. But, yeah, I mean, this guy's got a plethora for of sure. gold statues. Um, music original song. This one was really exciting. And I don't know what I was more excited for. The the uh, Zoe Kravitz being so excited for her. Yeah. You know, because Zoe Kravitz got a rock band. She's a singer also, if anybody doesn't know. And they were friends long before. Um, I'm talking about No Time to Die from, of course, No Time to Die. And the music and lyrics by Billie Eilish and her brother, Phineas O'Connell. Um, that was that was great. Their relationship, by the way, yeah. that brother-sister relationship and what they've been able to do in the industry is just 20 years old, you guys. That's like, it. Got, a, got an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years old. Don't be sitting on your ass. If you got a dream, go after it because this 20-year-old, barely out of teens, has got a fucking gold statue, okay? I'm just saying. Yeah. Go for it. It's pretty epic to see what they've accomplished oh, in such a short amazing. amount of time. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Uh, so production design goes to Dune, and that is Patrice Vermente and uh, Zohuna Spus. <laughs> Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, uh, but uh, you know, it, I I could have seen this coming. I mean, this one. I mean, it was basically all shot out in the desert and all that good stuff. So I mean, you know, I like I said, this is the one I predicted. So yeah, uh, doing pretty much the winner of all the technical awards. Yeah, uh, being honest, because and we're doing another one. Sound went to Mac Ruth, uh, Mark Mangini, Theo Green, Doug Hempfill, and Ron Bartlett for Dune. Uh, makes total sense. Yeah, for sure. Just like visual effects goes to Dune with Paul Lambert, Tristan Miles, Brian Connor, and Zerd Nevzer. Um, so, I mean, they're just killing it, man. All the CGI stuff with the actual practical effects. I mean, they were just sweeping it. Yeah, yeah. So now the third... Oscar for Coda guys. We told you the first two, supporting actor and uh, best picture, obviously, but it also won for writing adapted screenplay. Cyan Heater, the director, uh, she wrote the adapted screenplay and it won. So, um, I mean, just huge kudos. I I would love. I'm not, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I would love to work with her in the future. I just think she's a phenomenal talent, and it's nice to see her finally getting recognized. She hasn't been around too long, but she's delivered, and it's nice to see her get it. Exactly, man. Exactly. Now this is the one I was really happy to see win. Belfast won for the original screenplay award. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, uh, like I said, for Belfast. It was a beautiful story, very story driven and dialogue driven. So nothing, you know, over the top or anything like that you did get some riots in there which i thought was very impactful for everything that was happening it was kind of like a religious civil war that was happening in belfast so if you want like a nice entertaining history lesson like we talk about entertainment is the best form of learning this is a great film to watch because you will definitely learn a lot about what was happening in belfast back in the day oh yeah and and going back to the the opening sequence you know when you come over and you go into the city and you're down that street that that attack yeah it's brilliant it was brilliantly written brilliantly acted the cinematography was so good Yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. Now, like we were talking about, there were some history-making moments this year. Apple, as we mentioned, became the first streamer to win Hollywood's most coveted honor as CODA did win the Oscar for Best Picture. Now, here's the thing. Apple Original Films, which has a predominantly deaf cast with CODA, marks the first time that the streaming service or any streaming service has ever won Best Picture, like we told you. But here's how. (laughs) Apple is estimated to have spent more than $10 million on their Oscars campaign pushing for votes on this film. That's more than the less than $10 million budget of the entire film. Yeah. Um, that's how you do it. You got to take out the ads and all the trade magazines. You got to push the television ads. You got to put the billboards up. You got to get it out there because unfortunately not many people had heard, no pun intended, of this film. And so they had to really rocket it out there, 10 million plus, and, uh, and, and it's beautiful. And get this, y'all. This is even more amazing with Cyan Heater. Did you know that, just speaking of Billie Eilish only being 20, this is only Cyan Heater's second feature length film so hey i made a film second one boom oscar got it <laughs> i mean got that's it. how you do that shit that's how you do it um it's fantastic and, and it's awesome it really is it really is and we know what else is awesome i mean two years back to back 
two female directors winning Best Director. And Jane Campion is just the third female filmmaker to ever win Best Director in the 94 years of the Academy Awards, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that is insane and mind-boggling. Now we've got back-to-back, that's nice, but three... Yeah, we got that's a lot it. to go. <laughs> we got a lot to go. This also, you know, we're seeing diversity, we're seeing inclusivity, we're seeing a lot of it. And so speaking of Ariana DeBose earlier who won, she became the first queer and black woman to win an acting award taking home Best Supporting Actress for West Side Story. So that's fantastic. Not only are we getting diversity, we're getting inclusivity, and they're being recognized, and they're being put in these roles, and and, and it's amazing. So congratulations to her. Exactly. And Troy, I mean, he was just an absolute like star of the evening, we have to say. He became the first ever deaf man to win an Academy Award for acting. So that is very special. But now we're, we're here, guys. We were talking about it. We were teasing a little bit. But now it's time to talk about the slap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, let's be honest about it. Uh, Will Smith, as you guys know, he charged the stage and struck Chris Rock during the broadcast after Rock made a joke about Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, of course, likening her shaved head to the buzz cut sported by Demi Moore in G.I. Jane. Now, for those of you who don't know, Jada Pinkett Smith suffers from hair loss due to alopecia. Smith finally did apologize to The Rock the day after the ceremony, after the ceremony, saying I was out of line and I was wrong. He added that he reacted emotionally because a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much to bear. <coughs> Bullshit. Yeah, it was very interesting because as you saw on camera that he was laughing, but then Jada like gave him a stink eye, then this situation happened. So yeah. yeah. But after the incident, Smith ended up remaining at the Dolby Theater where he went on to win Best Actor, like we just told you, for King Richard. In his acceptance speech, the initial failure to apologize to Rock uh, and his decision to attend the Vanity Fair party after the awards and did not sit well with some of the members of the Academy. After the initial offering up a statement that said uh, it did not condone violence, the Academy followed up with two more statements uh, that more forcefully criticized Smith, which was good because they were being very lax at first. And this past Wednesday, the group said that Smith had violated the Academy's standards of conduct that had he had 15 days to provide a written response explaining his actions. The organization said Smith faced suspension, expulsion, or other sanctions. Now, appearing to not want the embarrassment of suspension or expulsion, Smith has instead resigned from the Academy mm-hmm. of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Uh, here's his statement. I have directly responded to the Academy's disciplinary uh, hearing notice, and I will fully accept any and all consequences of for my conduct. My actions at the 94th Academy Awards presentation were shocking, painful, and inclusivitable. Uh, the list of those that I have hurt is long includes Chris, his family, many of my dear friends, and his loved ones. Uh, All of those in attendance, global audiences at home. I betrayed the trust of the Academy. I deprived other nominees and winners of their opportunity to celebrate and be celebrated for their extraordinary work. I am heartbroken. heartbroken. I want to put the focus back on those who deserve the attention for their achievements and allow the Academy to get back to the incredible work it does to support creative, creativity, and artistry in the film industry. So I am resigning from my membership in the Academy of Motion uh, Picture Arts and Sciences and will accept any further consequences the board deems appropriate. Uh, change takes time, and I am committed to doing the work to ensure that I never again fa- allow violence to overtake reason. So a lot in there, right? Yeah. He's resigning. He's not going to be suspended. He's not going to be expelled. So what does the resignation actually actually mean moving forward here's what you need to know yes he still gets to keep his best actor oscar for king richard everybody's saying it's going to be taken away it's going to be taken it is not he gets to keep that he can also still get invited back to future academy award ceremonies he's not banned from attending and he can still be nominated for roles in the future he can still be nominated for oscars for his work now what he can't do is no longer vote 
for any awards because he's no longer an, a member, so he is no longer allowed to vote for any future Academy Awards. So that really, I mean, out of all the things, yeah. I mean, you can still win, you can still show up, you can still do. You just can't vote for other people. That seems like a yeah, I a mean, little slap on the wrist. I I'm kind of disappointed. Being a huge fan of Will Smith and his work, like and just. I love following his life and his YouTube channel and his vlog and all this stuff, so I was very disappointed in this whole thing. But I honestly believe he should have been not the ass to come back for at least five years. Yeah, I think— I mean, that was just—that's the biggest night in every year for film. So uh, you really did, even though you put out this statement, you really did take away— all of the other accomplishments that happened that night with all the historical historical moments so i was very disappointed uh me too and 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 um you know I, regardless of all of the stuff he is going to have to spend a very long time rebuilding an image that he spent years building. Yeah. Um, he is not popular amongst the the Hollywood community or the fans in general at this point. Uh, a lot of people uh, turning their backs on him right now. It's going to take a lot of damage control and it's going to take a lot of um, regaining the trust of both the industry and the people. Yeah, um, because I feel like mass audiences loved Will Smith. I was comparing – I think he was the rock before the rock. Like everybody used to love going to see his movies, but now I feel like there's a lot of a lot of eh, people might not want to work with him anymore. So it's going to be very interesting. And even Academy's president David Rubin replied to his res resignation, saying that in a statement, "quote We have received and accepted Mr. Will Smith's immediate resignation from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. We will continue to move forward with our disciplinary disciplinary uh, proceedings against Mr. Smith." Uh, for violations of the Academy's standards of conduct in advance our uh, of our next scheduled board meeting, which is April 18th. So now, we'll probably see something right after that. Yeah, we're going to keep an eye on that because even though he resigned and we just told you what all that resignation means, what Logan was just saying, this is still a possibility. He may indeed be not allowed to attend. They could still follow through with more consequences yeah. uh, on top of what the resignation already means. So um, we'll keep an eye on that, and we will definitely let you know. But that's not the only organization that might be coming after him and yeah. he might be in trouble with. And this, my friends, is a huge one at, because when you're an actor, this is the bread and butter. SAG after released a statement after the Oscars incident saying that Smith could also face disciplinary action from that guild saying, quote, we have been in contact with the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences and ABC about the incident and will work to ensure this behavior is appropriately addressed. SAG AFTRA does not comment on any pending members disciplinary process. So we don't know what. The results may be, but like I said, when you're an actor, you most definitely do not want your guild to disown you, basically. I yeah. mean, because then you're in all kinds of trouble. You, you, you're kicked out of SAG after. You're going from $20 million a picture to scale. Yeah. Okay? I'm just saying, like, that could be potentially really bad. Well, and it's very interesting, too. It's a very double-edged sword for me because, like I said, I was a huge fan. I still am a huge fan, even though I'm very disappointed at the moment. It's like a family member doing something that you just know is wrong. Um, but like, I don't know, man, like think about all the actors that, you know, domestic violence or do all these other things that don't do it during the Oscars and they're still, you know, a part of the Academy and or a part of SAG. So if he didn't do that at the actual ceremony and maybe did it at the after party, I feel like it wouldn't have really been a thing, you know? I feel like people would have talked about it and it still would have been, like, huge in the news, but, like, resigning from the Academy and the sag after coming after him, I don't think that would have been a thing if he just did it at the after party. That's an absolutely valid point because, remember, this is not the first time that Will Smith has smacked somebody. He smacked a reporter on the red carpet uh, for a premiere for one of his films, and nothing happened. Nothing was said. No, it was dropped almost immediately after it happened. So that's a valid point if it doesn't happen during the ceremony. And by the way, the Academy... And I don't mean to, to, to take anything away from – violence is never the answer, it's okay? Not. But the Academy going through this big, long process and everything and saying that there might be more consequences and blah, 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 blah. Guys, this is the same Academy that literally took weeks to decide whether they should or should not expect 
expel Bill Cosby after the man on the stand admitted to drugging and raping women. They had to discuss expulsion for weeks before they decided to make that yep. move. Now, are you telling me they have to have some intense conversation about Will Smith smacking somebody? That's not even close to admitting that you drugged and raped women. Okay, so I feel like this should be a quick, easy re resolution. Yeah. Whatever you're going to do, move on. But the idea that, you know, it deserves some sort of equal, you know, consideration... <laughs> As Bill Cosby is mind-boggling to me. That should have been a no-brainer. That should have been like, fuck that, he's out of here. I just, I don't get that. I, I don't know. get that it, at all. It's a very interesting situation. It's a very fluid situation. So we're going to be following it as it continues to develop. Because, uh, you know, that's what we do. If it's happening in Hollywood, we're talking about it. But, like I said, it's just very interesting because even, like, people do worse things. <laughs> and are still involved. And, like, I mean, I don't know. You were around. What happened to OJ? Did OJ still a part be a part of SAG-AFTRA? Is he still a part of SAG-AFTRA? That's an excellent question. I don't know if they ever stripped him. Right. Like, you know, uh, they did not strip him of his Heisman. They did not strip him of any of his NFL awards. I mean, he's still in the, the Hall of Fame. He, and there's the thing, right? I, I think should he be stripped of all that? No, it has nothing to do with what he did personally. Yeah, those are uh, those are accolades and awards recognizing his achievement in the art. Right, right, not as a human being. So I I don't think that they should be like taken out of that. It, it's a whole different thing. Should he be kicked out of all these guilds? Should he have been kicked out of all? Yes, because there are moral codes of conduct that have to be followed, and and you should receive some sort of a a, a thing saying that's not okay. But to to like all these people calling for Will to have his Oscar taken away, that's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. The performance is the performance, and he earned that award in that sense. Do they strip him uh, of of membership because uh, you know the code of conduct? Okay, code of conduct exists. You know that that has to be a thing. But to th this idea to take it away from you know all the awards and accomplishments that's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I just don't think. But I don't know. That's an excellent point. I, that that's something that we'll research and check out. Um, what do you guys think, though? All these historic moments for the Academy Awards, right? So many questions that we have that we want to hear from you guys about. Should they do this whole pre-tape shit or was that just a waste of time, right? Um, historic night for women. Are we going to continue to see the surge with women winning and, and all the accomplishments that were done by the women this year? Um, Will Packer. What a phenomenal job Will Packer did producing this thing. Nobody's even talking about him because it's all about the fucking incident with the slap. But this man slayed it uh, uh, producing the Oscars. I thought the show, first time bringing in the three female hosts, we haven't even talked about that yet. Um, I think Will Packer did an amazing job and even finishing the show after the incident did an amazing job of bringing it home, saying we got to finish this thing, we got to let it ride out, we're going to do what we got to do, and we'll talk about it afterwards. But um, let's acknowledge the job that he did prior to this uh, slap and after the slap of putting on a great show. It was, in my opinion, one of the more entertaining Oscars that we've seen in a very long time. For sure. And I was skeptical at first. I didn't think the three hosts would work, and when it came out and they were all together and it was awkward, I was like, oh, I was right. But then I was wrong. When they did individual, they were phenomenal. They were hysterical. Everything was funny, and it was great. So um, kudos to them, and kudos to Will Packer for an amazing job on an entertaining Oscar show. Minus the slap. Minus the slap. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it was very entertaining, and I was happy to see like a nice little uptick in viewership, even though it still needs to be more. Um, but it was beautiful. It was beautiful other than that incident. So, I mean, you know, you know, you can go back and watch our Oscar watch party on our YouTube channel too. We had a nice little uh, viewership of that and we got to thank everybody who watched and commented along and just watched with us, had fun, got a little crazy. It was a really good time. Yeah. And uh, who who came in last? Who who came in last in our in our <laughs> Oscar uh, in our Oscar watch party? Yes, yes. I can't win everything. It. It's Love okay. It's it. fine. I have come a long way in accepting defeat. It's part of being successful is accepting defeat. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. You started out really strong, though. I, I was kind of worried. I did. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, really yeah. I kicked it. I like, like the first nine awards. I got seven of them right, and then I just tanked. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened. 
seven out of nine. I'm like, I'm winning this fucking no. no. I think Dune happened. <laughs> it was Dune. Uh, no, that was the all you the pre. I had those. I was killing all the pre-taped shit, and then when the live stuff started happening, I was like, yeah, for it, sure. It's all good. It's all good. Um, and hey, finally, on on the last note of all this Oscar stuff and everything, watch the films. Yes. Please go watch the films. Stop reading about all the Will Smith stuff. Just go watch the films and acknowledge and appreciate the phenomenal work that these winners put into their work this year because it was amazing and 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 it's going to make you laugh, it's going to make you cry, it's going to excite you, inspire you and um please watch the films. Definitely. Definitely. Well, now it's time for our top five segment, man. And yes. This one's interesting, especially for all the the generation gaps, because I bet a lot of younger people nowadays haven't watched any of these films. <laughs> I'll, I'll literally say any of this these films or any of his films. And we're talking about Kevin Bacon, the man, the myth, the legend himself, '80s icon. I will say, and '90s. I'll say that too. We're connected to him. We have. Everybody is exactly. five degrees. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But that's why this week it is top five Kevin Bacon films. And number five for me goes to JFK. Every time I had to watch this thing in uh, history class, whether it be government or like, you know, world studies because of the Bay of Pigs thing, I just thought this was an amazing film. Uh, his performance in it, it was badass. I mean, of course, everything that comes out about uh, JFK is interesting to like mass audiences uh, so that's very special but I thought his performance was really well done in this thing so that's why it's on my list number five yeah absolutely my number five is a cult favorite in horror film <laughs> genres um uh, it's got to be one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my life which makes it fun to watch I am of course talking about tremors you know what I'm talking about the whole thing with the earthquakes, everybody's like, what's going on? And then it's actually these giant fucking sandworm creatures kind of a thing. Okay. It's awful. Okay. Okay, it's awful. But um, <laughs> the performances are noteworthy at best. Um, But it's fun to watch. You know how like things are so campy, you actually enjoy watching them? <laughs> That's Tremors. Sure. It is so fucking campy, it's worth the watch. So grab you some whatever your drink of choice is, get a little drunk, and watch this movie, and you will have a good time. That's all I'm saying. Number five, Tremors. That's hilarious. <laughs> Number four for me goes to Black Mass, and of mm. course this is... Um, Fucking Johnny Depp's Whitey Bulger take on the Irish gangster that's happening in Boston, and Kevin Cos or Kevin Costner, uh, Kevin Bacon is one of the same. Yeah, right. Uh, one of the Kevins. Uh, Kevin Bacon is one of the detectives trying to take him down. So I just thought this one was really special too because he plays a good cop. I feel like that that's a really good niche for him at the moment. So I feel we haven't really seen a lot from him recently. So, I know. I mean, I think he should come back as a nice, good, dirty cop. I liked him in the following on TV as an yeah. FBI agent. I think or profiler. I think that should have deserved some more seasons. But for oh, sure, well. uh, my number four is. Um, Another god-awful movie. It, it was basically a total rip-off of The Invisible Man. Um, it's called Hollow Man, in which Kevin Bacon plays a man who becomes invisible mm. Mm. and then goes nuts from it and starts killing people. Mm. Interesting. That's all I can say about it. it. It's 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 basically a rip-off of The Invisible Man um, with a psychotic twist. and um, But he's hollow, not invisible. Yeah. <laughs> He plays a good like. I feel like he'd play a good serial killer. Cause, oh I mean, yeah, he yeah. he can take some uh, dramatic turns. I guess you could say. Yeah, and he could also play a great wolf because I loved him in Balto. That's my number three. That's honestly one of my all time favorite animated films. So kudos to that. Uh, inspired by a true story, a lot of people say you know. Um, Balto wasn't the dog that brought all the medicine to Alaska, and like, there's this whole bunch of like, <laughs> fucking drama behind that. But it's just a good movie, guys. It's a good movie. It's nice, heartwarming, and I had no idea it was actually him until I was actually doing the research. And I was like, oh shit, Balto, fuck yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, go watch Balto. Okay. Yeah. So we've established what we think he could do well. Now 
Would he make a good doctor? That's a great question. I don't know. We do know that he made a subpar medical student a wannabe doctor. This film, though, I did highly enjoy. Do not watch the remake. It absolutely fucking sucked. But the original, I'm talking about, of course, Flatliners with my man Kevin and a very young Julia Roberts and Kiefer Sutherland. Mm. Um, it's about basically these these doctors, these medical students, and going on flatlining, intentionally flatlining people to see what's on the other side. Mm. Um it's a very interesting and dramatic and intense uh, film, uh, and all the performances are solid. This one, Kevin Bacon slays it, uh, and so does Kiefer, and so does Julia. Um, it's terrifying and entertaining. <laughs> like, so just check that out, Flatliners. Do not mistake it, like I said, for the reboot. Sucked. Don't, don't, don't like, do make it. sure you got the right one. That's for all sure. I'm saying. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. Uh, number two for me goes to Apollo 13. This mm. movie all around like is just absolutely amazing. You got an amazing cast, and he is a part of that. So I mean, you know, I th- always think like sci. I don't even want to consider them sci-fi movies. Like when just when astronauts go to outer space, I, it's always very an interesting like you know aspect. It's either really good effects. Or are lacking on the story and all of these different things, kind of like Ad Astra. We love Brad Pitt, and like it looked amazing, but the story was trash. Um, but <laughs> this one had everything. It had everything you needed, so that's why it's on my list. Apollo thirteen. Yeah, I mean, little Ronnie Howard. Uh, you know, little it's Ronnie. a it's it's a winner. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, this film. A winner in every aspect possible uh, was absolutely amazing, and my boy Kevin is the man that you love to hate in this film. He's a genuinely good guy, but he's defending a fucking evil guy, and so by association, you fucking hate him. I'm talking about a few good men, where of course Kevin Bacon is the Marine that's defending old boy Jack um, with the code red. Um, He's just doing his job. Oh, he's just job. doing his job. You know, he's following going orders. After, yeah, like he's going after McCaffrey, but you don't want him to go after McCaffrey, but he has to go after McCaffrey, and you know, that's his job. Um, all kidding aside, I think this is one of uh, Kevin's uh, better performances, honestly. It's one of my favorite performances of his, um, and it kind of shows you his real skill as an actor. I am old as dirt, as Logan likes to point out. So I will tell you, the very first thing I ever remember Kevin Bacon in was a soap opera Mm. called The Guiding Light. He played Tim, and he was a teenage alcoholic Mm. and like hardcore alcoholic. And that storyline and his performance there was fucking phenomenal. And you just knew this kid can act. This guy's going to be something. And so I thought A Few Good Men, his performance in there, while subtle, while he's the back burner character, the performance then and and the back and the depth to the character that he brings to that role, I thought really kind of brought back, hey, this guy is a solid actor. This guy's good, you know, and um, that's why I liked it. I, I thought it was just a really good film. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I mean, you were talking about him being the guy you love to hate. Well, that's what he is in my number one <laughs> film. I bet, I mean, you guys should know this by now, fucking Sleepers, where he's yes. basically this uh, um, security guard, I guess you could say, and that he, like, molests these children, and then you finally get some get some little, um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You get some resolution, I guess you could say, when one of the kids kills him because <laughs> this motherfucker is grimy. He is a great bad guy. I will say that. Kevin Bacon is a great bad guy if he's not in the 80s. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so there it is. Number one for me, Sleepers, because love to see him get shot. Well, I mean, my number one in the 80s, uh, John Lithgow hated him. Uh, now and now Fair. you know, of course, know Fair. what I'm talking about, right? The town loved him, the daughter loved him, but Lithgow fucking hated him. I'm, of course, talking about Footloose, who, again, he plays a character that everybody wants to hate, but you end up loving in yeah. this one. Uh, come on, man. I mean, Footloose was fucking iconic in the 80s. Everybody was doing the dance. Everybody knew the fucking song. Everybody. For it, sure. It, it was an amazing thing, and I think everybody wanted to be that rebel that, that brought the bad boy to the town and, and changed the you know brought music back um 
Because basically that's what it's all about, right? It's about dancing and music and being outlawed by religion and saying that you shouldn't be and it's not okay. And here's this kid who comes into town and he's like, what do you mean? Like, this is life. This is how it's supposed to go down. And like, you know, and he kind of reinvigorates the town. And one of my – as much as I love Kevin Bacon in this film and he's fantastic in the lead role, Chris Penn steals it for me. (laughs) His big goofy ass doing the dances and everything is fucking hysterical. Definitely check out this film you will love it you'll love kevin bacon in it and uh again this is another one where um it was rebooted pretty well done with julianne huff and and, yeah yeah. it it was it wasn't bad but the original by far is the superior out of the two um check it out though it's a good one and everybody get footloose (laughs) for sure for sure well what's your number one kevin bacon film we want to know if you're from the 80s i'm sure you have one and i'm sure it probably is footloose but yeah, he plays a really good bad guy. Like I feel like a trend is happening with both of our lists. So yes, you know, check it out, check it out. Now I'll head over to the box office recap. The Lost City came in at number one. That's that one with uh, Chandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Yes, I believe. Uh, uh, apparently where we maybe kind of get a little half frontal of uh, Channing. Oh goodness! Uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be more than thirty or thirty and a half million next week. Now. <laughs> All the female audiences are going. Yeah, Sandra kind of said that it was an awkward moment where she's like down there and she had to stare at it and she's like uh, trying to look off to the to side. And like, that's a great thing. If you could check that clip out on, uh, I think it was The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and just watch that and that's you'll be hilarious. like, oh my God, I got to go see the movie just for that. Right. Like, oh my goodness. Uh, number two for uh, was The Batman mm. with 20 and a half million, rock and rolling still. Number three is Triple R with nine. Point five million, whatever the fuck that is. Um, uh, number four was Uncharted with five million, and number five was Jujitsu Kusin Zero, the movie with uh, four point six million. Sure, new, new movies that are coming out this weekend: Morbius, which we're hearing awful things about. Nobody likes it. They say the story is god-awful. This is probably going to be the first Marvel movie that I'm not going to see. Maybe when it comes on streaming, but I'm not going to the theaters and seeing it. Like I said last week, just Sony needs to learn one thing and one thing you know, right away is from now on, since the creation of the MCU, if you don't have Feige involved, it's going to tank. Yeah. You did fine with the original Spider-Man trilogy because sure. nobody had done it before. MCU didn't exist. Good. But as you saw past that, it started to dive, and it's going to dive if you don't have That's all I'm saying. Just keep him involved. That's all. Keep so being involved. a comic book geek, are you going to watch it? I, I think I will we'll wait for the stream. I feel that. I, I just, you know, I'm not – I was never a huge fan of Morbius to begin with. Yeah. So it's not like one of those, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see him. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. you know. Jared Leto's about to star in that other film, too. So, I mean, he's been very busy recently. He's been extremely busy, yeah. yeah. Kudos to him. Movies you can still go see are X, Dog, Channing Tatum, just rocking and rolling with all mm-hmm. his films right now. Spider-Man No Way Home, shit, that's still in select theaters. Uh, Sing 2 and uh, <laughs> Infinite Storm. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's crazy. And the IMDb Pro top trending segment. Oh, man, oh, man. Of course, the top trending movie is still The Batman. Everybody's mm. talking about it. It's so damn good. Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, go to your theaters if you haven't seen that one. That was so awesome. Uh, the top trending TV show is Halo. I still want to check this one out. I believe it's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, yeah. Uh, so check that one out. And the top trending star is Ana de Armas, rocking and rolling for Because sure. of that deep water film on Hulu, which apparently is um, an interesting watch, oh, goodness. to say the least. Yeah. I've heard both good and bad, but I guess it's... One of those you have to watch to make an opinion. Um, So we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. Well, thank you guys for getting crazy with us on episode 191 of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Oh, man. Oh, man. It was a blast talking about the Oscars. All the good stuff because that's what matters. We need to acknowledge all the historical moments, all the people who won because they – provided phenomenal performances and they deserve it they deserve the recognition uh be sure to follow the company and podcast on social media at crazy Ant media and at itcap podcast and you can follow us both personally on social media myself jlo fantastic and at crazy Ant guy 1970 yes sir and you're gonna you know you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast Facts. anchor apple podcast spotify google play music iHeartRadio, podbean stitcher and so many more places and you can watch this video on youtube be sure to head 
head over to Crazy Ant Media's YouTube channel. Be sure to hit the like button on the video, subscribe to the channel, and ring the bell for all the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media freaking notifications, man. <laughs> and be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. We got shirts, we got hats, we got blankets, we got teddy bears, we got it all, man. Freaking, we got pajama sets. Come we on. We do. Come on now. Come on. Who doesn't want a Crazy Ant pajama set like I mean, with I mean, a teddy bear exactly you are all set for bed right there your pajamas and your teddy bear i mean exactly. you maybe even maybe a pillowcase maybe good to I, go. I mean, come on good to go but yeah man it was a great freaking show this week i love it we got a lot of things going on a lot of beautiful things at crazy and media we're about to make a move moving the home office and we're about to freaking premiere our film deadlines we're yes. looking into amazon so the mass audiences can check that out we will let you know when it's up on Amazon and just rocking and rolling with all of our projects that are in various stages of development. And man, oh man, I cannot wait for you guys to see our film. Oh my gosh, I am so the the red carpet premiere on the big screen is less than three weeks away now, and uh, I just think that's going to be an epic night. Um, I'm hoping that we can follow in the success of Coda and have our second film be an Oscar winner. Right, shit. <laughs> I am so thrilled with this first film, and it's such an accomplishment to get that first one under the belt and get out there and show what we can do. And uh, it, the sky's the limit after this one. And um, like you, I can't wait for everybody to see it. And don't worry, like you said, if you're not on the invite list for the red carpet premiere, you will be able to watch it on Amazon, which is going to be exciting. Exactly, man. Exactly. You know who we have to get some pajamas for and a teddy bear. <laughs> I mean, she'd be snuggling all up. Like it'd be great. It'd be great. All right. One and only Oprah! Oprah!